Welcome to my podcast, Mike Cohen joining you. And uh, for more than 20 years, Richard Deschamps uh, interviewed me and we're wearing my hat for the English Montreal School Board as a city councillor in Cote Luke, often for CJD. And it's, you know, I just did an interview with Lisa Laflamme. I never had been interviewed by her, but she's uh, certainly a, a, a star as the CTV uh, national news anchor. And now I get a chance to actually interview Richard Deschamps, who we miss very dearly on CJD. Welcome, Richard. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Mike. And uh, well, first of all, let me just say that uh, you've made my job so much easier over the last 20 years. You've been you've been available at a moment's notice. You've told me everything I wanted to know. You've pointed me to the right people. And uh, for that, I thank you. Richard, thank you very much. And I want to say, you know, uh, you really are a great professional. You've got a fantastic radio voice. And honestly, there are people in the business who don't have fantastic radio voices. I would love to see you voicing commercials, even on Bell Media, where we have some great voices, but we also have some voices that don't belong on commercials. Uh, that's just a little tip for the people at Bell Media. Uh, but, uh, you know, you were at CJD, uh, really from the day you started about 25 years. Unfortunately, you were the victim of uh, cuts last winter. A number of people were let go because of, it was it was decided at head office in Bell Media. Uh, and I'm sure that was a that was a tough, uh, tough pill to swallow, Richard. Oh, well, I mean, it it took away the one thing that I that I thought I knew how to do. But at the same time, um, I'm sure there are other things I'm capable of doing. And uh, right now I'm just kind of exploring my options. And uh, and I have a few, uh, but, uh, you know, it's going to take some time to, I guess, get back on my feet. It's uh, it's more of a, uh, it's, it, I, I see it as more of a marathon than a sprint. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no quick deliverance from any of this. I, I'm just going to explore my options carefully and see what happens. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, when you do the same thing for that many years, you have a lot of capabilities and there's a lot of people in the radio business who have pivoted because there's so many other things that can be done. There's the, there's the world of communications, uh, you know, uh, what, what, which I do for a living at the school board. Uh, you know, there's politics, Richard, you never know. Uh, I'm a city councillor too. So you just never know. Denny Coderre could come calling tomorrow. And 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 uh, want Richard to run in uh, one of the boroughs. You just never know. But there there will be. You're you're right to be patient. But let's let's talk about your career because you you had a, a great career which which will continue somewhere uh, in in Montreal. I'm certain. Uh, first off, uh, how did it all start for you at CJD? Uh, I uh, well, I was in uh, the communication studies diploma program in uh, in around 1995, just before it was actually just before the referendum. And I wound up applying for and winning a an internship, a year-long internship at Mix 96. At the time, they had separate newsrooms. And it came with a $1,000 check, which was a lot of money for a student in 1995. But uh, anyway, it was brought into the, uh, was brought into the building, uh, I think it was the week after the referendum. And the first thing I started doing for them was... I was asked to come in at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I think it was like for one or two days to sit in with Ted Bird and maybe write a few news items. And after a while, they kind of liked it so much that uh, once the once the internship ended, they had me doing that 
they had me doing that for a little while and they started paying me for it. And then once my, once the diploma program ended, I wound up taking, I uh, wound up applying for the, uh, I guess the week long internship that they had at CJD. And so I went to the other side of the room and they were still separate at the time. And I just went through the, I guess, the process of being an intern for a week, which involved going out and shadowing reporters and I guess making phone calls in the newsroom. And uh, they gave me the car, uh, I think it was by Friday. They had, uh, they, they gave me the car for a, for an assignment and I haven't driven the car since. <laughs> Did, 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 did this did the car say CJD on it? Uh, oh yeah, they had uh, they had the old logo. I, I don't remember what kind of a car it was, but uh, yeah, I went. Uh, I was out there for an assignment, and that was it. They trusted me with the car. So, so Richard, in recent years, you were a reporter. You read the news. Um, you did uh, breaking news. Um, what what were what did you like about each of these uh, responsibilities? Um, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of emotions there. I mean, like I started out, I started out as a weekend reporter. I was, a, was an on-call reporter. I did, uh, I did several different, uh, several different things. I was asked once to go out to Montreal city hall to cover a meeting and they didn't get, they didn't tell me what to look for. It's like, well, just pick something and, hmm. Just pick something from that and just go with it. And I think one, uh, I think that particular time my tape recorder died, so I didn't have any, I didn't have any audio from it, and I don't remember exactly what uh, what the what the story was that I wound up picking. I think it had something to do with snow removal, and I just wound up. Uh, well, I didn't use any tape for it, and I don't know if it got used to be honest, but uh, I went with that. And uh, well, tell you the truth, I'm like I've never really had a good time at City Hall. I, I think I got lost in there one time. <laughs> I think I wound up. Uh, I think I wound up looking for the exit. It's like the front door was locked, and somehow I wound up in the basement. And then I wound up like going out, going out the back, and like into the park, like to get back to the metro station. One, I mean, you you did so. So like that's kind of an assignment because you got assigned. But what what's it like? Uh, I guess where there's a major breaking news story, and this is not something when you woke up in the morning, you didn't know that was going to happen. What's that like? You really have you really have to be thinking uh, on the spot. Well, I, I was never actually hustled out to. I don't remember the last time I was hustled out to a major breaking news story, unless it was a fire or unless it was something like that. But even but, Richard, uh, uh, Richard, even. Uh, when you were reading the news on the half hour breaking news story, you had to be ready. Sometimes it happened two, three minutes ago. And I, I remember hearing your voice many times and saying this just in. So you may not have been on the scene, but you were reporting on it. Well, I think the last time that uh, last time that happened, I was like pretty much taking in all of the stuff from the uh, from the Capitol riots on January 6th. Right. And uh I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember exactly how the uh, how the day developed, but uh, eventually, like there were, you know, we found out that there were people at the Capitol, and then and all hell was breaking loose. So, 
we had to we had to make decisions on the spot and like you know usually when you build uh, you, you you build a newscast you have like you know maybe reporters out or you want you're using a national item or you're or you're using something else but for something like this like the you know the the thing changes every half hour so you have to you you really have to be on the spot and come up with come up with information that uh that's current and that uh that just gives people an idea of like everything they need to know about what the heck's going on at capitol hill richard did you ever work overnights uh, I worked overnights for 10 years. That's what I thought. I wasn't certain. I was, uh, yeah, the, I became a, uh, I became a full-timer or I forget what their, uh, forget what their reckoning was. I think it was permanent part-time. I think that's what they called it. But uh, this was, uh, this was, uh, I think it was around 1999 that I wound up uh, doing four nights a week. Uh, my shift would be, I guess, from 11 o'clock in the evening until eight in the morning. Wow. And I would do, and I would do this for, I did that for about five years. And then I wound up doing two overnights a week and then weekends. What was it like, Richard, uh, your lifestyle? What was your like, your lifestyle? I mean, sleeping and just everyday life. Well, sleeping during the day was, uh, I mean, sometimes it was a challenge. Uh, I would get home. I would be dead tired. I would try to go to sleep for a few hours and then, for whatever reason, I'd wake up maybe around two o'clock in the afternoon and figure out that I'm can't really get back to sleep. So yeah. I would like I, I used to drink a lot of co- I still do drink a lot of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you, you I mean, in the, in the in the latter years, you you for many years, you worked the afternoon shift. That was probably the, the polar opposite. That's probably the best shift to work. Uh, it was uh, it was a great shift. Uh, I. I considered myself fortunate to work that shift. I was, uh, and then yeah, I was doing newscasts. I was reporting. I was uh, writing, uh, writing pieces for the web. I was doing a little bit of everything. And sometimes the jobs, uh, sometimes the jobs would, uh, well, what, yeah, I would do, I do them all at the same time. So there wasn't really, uh, wasn't really a whole lot of room for, I don't know, take a breather. Or to or to relax. I mean, like there was always something to do. There was always something to copy edit. There was always some other information I needed to get for something. So uh, yeah, I was kept on my toes. And I remember Richard. I mean, not only for me, but whenever you would be in the newsroom, so you'd have to put together a voiceover story. You know, uh, Richard Deschamps, CJD News, and it could be on an, it could have been on a school board issue. And sometimes you'd need to keep it really tight. So you would interview me for maybe two minutes, but I'm you're looking for the best. 10 seconds perhaps and and how many how many seconds would the whole report be well the reports are uh, we, we usually try to keep the reports at around 35 or 40 seconds so if uh if you talk to me for two minutes then i would get a 10 second sound bite and i'd write around the rest so it so everything would uh, everything would come out in a nice neat package it was 30 35 40 seconds max and you know, that's how I would tell the story. Uh, let me just uh, conclude by asking you, um, growing up, uh, did you want to be, is this what you wanted to do for a living? Was this one of your goals? I didn't really think about it that much. I, 
I did enjoy, uh, like I started writing for, uh, started writing for my Sejep paper back in, well, when I was, when I was at Champlain back in, I think, 88 or 89. And I learned how to, I learned like the, I guess the, uh, the rudiments of journalism, how to write inverted pyramid style, how to, you know, just how to fashion a news story. And then, uh, and I guess that's pretty much where I decided that like, yeah, that's what I, I, I want to, I want to follow up on this. I want to go as, so, so I wound up applying for the journalism program at Concordia and I got in there and it actually wasn't until probably two years in that I, uh, that I wound up deciding that uh, that radio was a good thing to for me to follow up on. I mean, like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed talking behind a mic, and I joined the uh, the radio station at the time. I was a DJ for a while at what was then called uh, CFLI. Now it's uh, now it's something else. Um, but uh, yeah, I think my uh, I think my love for radio started there. Well, you you got a great. As I said, I've said it already. You got a great radio voice. You've had a great career. You've learned a lot, and uh, I'm certainly going to send a copy of this podcast to the people at Champlain because who knows? I think you'd be a heck of a teacher there. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there's there's young people there would like to uh, like to learn journalism. I am optimistic, Richard, that that we're going to see you back in the business sooner than later, or uh, perhaps working in the field I work in because in communications. Really, it's a it's a it's a form of journalism. I mean, we have uh, at the school board, we have podcasts, and we have all kinds of uh, different things. We have video shows, so uh, I am certainly uh, looking forward to a great future news coming from you. I want to wish you the best of luck, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you, Mike. Great having Richard Deschamps as my guest.